A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Right. Oh. 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 That was close, wasn't it? That was bloody close. I didn't, I didn't, I I didn't see us doing it that time. I'm ye of little faith. I didn't see us winning that. I didn't. Um, and I'm glad that is just some some personal news today. I've become an uncle for the first time, and uh, it's nice to see that my new nephew, neither of his parents, my sister nor my brother-in-law, have any interest in football whatsoever. So I have I have let them know that uh, I will be claiming him as a Spurs fan. So it's good to see that on his first day on earth, he uh, he got to... Well, he didn't witness it, did he? But still, his first day on this planet, Tottenham Hotspur have given him a win. So, yeah, that's good. Happy about that. Um, it's lovely. Lovely feeling. Lovely feeling. All of it. Well, I mean that, the family stuff, but also just Spurs turning that around. I was not... I wasn't too, I wasn't too confident going into the game. I was thinking Palace, some good little players, Glasner might have them playing a bit. I know he's only been there for a for a couple of weeks or so, but still, you know, his Frankfurt team were pretty decent. They were pretty decent. And that first half let's start yeah, let's start with uh let's start with a miserable bit, alright? And don't don't turn off. I'm not being all negative, right? I'm just saying let's just start with this bit. That first half was an ab- I think we can all agree, right? It was an abomination, wasn't it? Was not was not good at all. Um, we'd seen Spurs put out a pretty lackluster, pretty you know crap. Let's say performance against Wolves. We've had our sort of impromptu break. I'm into Chelsea being in the cup final. And I think we were all expecting something a bit more from Spurs today in the first in the in the opening instances of this game. And again it felt like much the same, didn't it? It all felt a bit pedestrian, it all felt a bit predictable. Um it's been spoken about on Twitter, what's going on here? Like what what's happening to Spurs? And I was just sort of think, to me, I was thinking, everything's going down the wings. We've got Nothing coming through the centre. Madison still doesn't look entirely fit. Not at the races. Bentenko definitely doesn't look entirely at the races. Basuma, I'll, I'll talk about him more when I do the players, but not not a good performance from Basuma. Um, I didn't think, and it just it felt very obvious what Spurs were trying to do. We had that one opportunity that Timo Werner fluffed. And to be fair to him, I was having a conversation about this on Twitter again. Werner's made that opportunity. Werner's kind of physicality, the fact he's had that incredible touch, that lovely run straight through the centre of of the pitch, made strides down there to get into the box, get one-on-one with the keeper. And I think we all knew, didn't we? He's just not a finisher anymore, which is mad because when you see early compilations of Timo Werner, he was scoring goals for fun, like some of the and all different types of goals. 
He was absolutely amazing. I remember there was a bit of a there was a bit of a sort of transfer saga between Chelsea and Liverpool as to who was going to sign Werner. And I had no idea who he was at that point. I can remember watching videos of him at that point thinking, oh, fuck's sake, one of these two's going to get him. It's exactly what Spurs need. And then obviously he's gone to Chelsea. He's had the experience that he's had there. And it it feels like it's broken him a little bit, doesn't it? Um, because that, he should have been... I've seen a few people say on Twitter, ah, you know, it was, a good, it was a good save from the keeper. Was it? Or did Werner just dwell on it for too long? And did he make too much of an angle? And I don't know. But he's made that. The thing, the, the thing is frustrating about I Can I just say, I want to say up front, and my opinion hasn't changed on this. I really like Werner. I, re, I wanted him to start today. I really like what he brings to the team. I like how dangerous he looks. He's obviously scored a goal in the second half, but I'm mainly referring to what's happened in the first half. I really like what he does. I really like what he brings to the team. Um... You know, I've sort of stuck up for Brian Hill before and... Oh, hang on. Getting a coffee delivered to me. Lovely. Thank you, Charlotte. There you go. Look at that. Lovely. Um, I love what Timo Werner brings to the side. I've stuck up for Brian Hill before in the past, right? But I I would rather have Timo Werner playing for us any day of the week than Brian Hill. I'm just saying, right? I I would. However, as a finisher, <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know. If he, if he could finish better than he can, better than he does, he would be costing us more than 15 million. I want to see us sign him. I want us to sign him. I do think, I think there's enough there for Tottenham to spend 15 million pounds on a player who is young, still youngish. What, 26 is he, I think? who has experience, won a Champions League, all that type of stuff. And just has a little little something else, right? He does have a little something else. We saw that in the second half when he scored the goal. But my point was sort of going, going back to this, this is before I sort of went down the Werner wormhole. Um, wormhole? Loophole? It is a wormhole, isn't it? I was just wondering if I'm too... I'm going to go and see Dune tomorrow, so I'm wondering if I'm too lost in that. Not those disgusting popcorn buckets that people keep saying they want to have sex with. Um, I'm sure you've seen those uh, on the internet. But that first half, the first half, not good. Not good for Spurs. And a bit pedestrian, a bit predictable. And I think we've just come to expect a bit more from, from Ange, haven't we? From Ange, from the players. Um, and it's hard. It's, it's kind of hard to know at this point. What's going on? Um, I was not happy that Saar wasn't starting the game. I think Saar is... Because I've seen a lot of people say, well, that's our best midfield, Basuma and Bentenker. I don't agree. I, I, know, I, know, I know I go on about Saar a lot. But I really... I, I think he's probably our best midfielder. Best and maybe most important midfielder. Maybe, you know... It, <laughs> not if you're doing it in maybe a top Trumps way or whatever. But... Top Trumps, do they still do? I think kids still play Top Trumps, don't they? So it's not, it's not that okay, Boomer, is it? Um, I think <sighs> I, I just think Sar, what he brings to the team, 
none of the others do. And without him... When Sarah's missing, we really miss what he gives to us, I think, more than any of the others. When I say any of the others, I basically mean Bentancur, Basuma, Chuck Hoybier in there, Chuck Skip in there as well. I think Sarah's the best of them. Um, as I always talk about, his ability to drop back, to receive the ball from the defence, never hides in that position, never ever hides at all. Always looks to receive the ball. Always looks to carry it up the pitch. And, you know, progress the ball from deep. To get us moving. To get us attacking. And I don't think any of them do that. I don't think any of the rest of them do that. And I do think he was I do think he was sorely lacking at points in, this, in the first half. And I know people are going to point to the second half and say, well, he didn't start playing then. But Kulisevsky moved more centrally. And Kulisevsky's somebody that can carry the ball forwards in that in that same way. The ball the ball carrying kind of metric, if you like. That's what was absent from the team. Basuma did do that for us in the first start first half of this season. But I don't know if he's just if he's been a bit rattled by you know, he lost the ball outside the box a couple of times at the start of the season. Um he's picked up a few yellow cards, so maybe he's a bit more hesitant to get involved, get stuck in if you like, but he used to impose himself on games so much, right, at the, the, at the very start of the season, Basuma, and it's just sorely lacking right now, it's sorely lacking from his game, um, and I, I, I tweeted something to that effect, I started getting dug out, like, why are you pinpointing Basuma, and I think Basuma's a good player, I'm not, I'm not singling him out because I want to, because I've got some agenda against him, because I want him out of the team, I'm probably singling him out because I expect a lot more from him because I think he's an amazing player and I think he was an amazing player. When I did the, what is it like, when it was like one of the first big international breaks in the season, when we played maybe 10 or 15 games or something like that, I did a pod at that point with Sean Walsh, 90 minutes Sean Walsh, and we were sort of rating, doing one of those tier list things, rating all the different players um, and how important we thought they were to the team. We had Madison at the top, and I I had Basuma alongside him because I thought at that point Basuma was absolutely just undroppable, unbelievable, was bringing so much to the team, and I don't know, it's just sorely lacking. The the, the thing is, right, I can forgive a player getting back up to speed, right? That's fine. I, I know you're very big of me and all that type of stuff, but I can you can forgive that in a player. The thing that I find harder to at the moment, the thing that's frustrating me about him is. I do just think he's hiding. Like that first half, I, I couldn't have even sort of discernibly said what he'd done. I barely even saw him, you know, was he even playing? You know, like, would you would you have really felt like anything was going amiss if, I don't know, whatever. If, if he wasn't playing, I know, because we'd have been down to 10 men and I don't know, it's a stupid, I was trying to make a point, I missed it, do you know what I mean? But it's, um, uh, I don't know, it's a funny one. Um, Tony Stark says one half Tottenham is back. Maybe, maybe. Shaw Dash never in doubt. Sunglasses emoji. Um, lots of people saying congrats. Spurs Simpson, Tony Stark, shortly yeah, a few people because of the news at the start. Thank you very much. Just Gems as well. Who also says Johnson the impact sub. Um, Monty Singh says, not going to lie, that was pedestrian nonsense for the most part. And yet we scored three, missed two good chances and should have had a penalty. The pe- Oh my God. Yeah, you, you reminded me there, mate. 
what is going on? What is going on with that penalty? It's a, it's a clear, this isn't just even like, and it's, yeah, we've won 3-1, but it still pisses me off. And this is like, it pisses me off, not just because I'm a Spurs fan, not just because I wanted us to go 1-0 up. I mean, that probably is largely the reason for the emotional response to that. But it was a clear as day penalty on Werner. As in like, when I saw it happen, it was one of those where you just kind of give it a little fist bump as in like, I've watched enough football, right? To know, that's a penalty. Yeah, that's a penalty. And it's one of those when one of your team does that to somebody else, you're like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. You don't even, argue, you're not even like, get up, he's cheating. You're just like, yeah, penalty, penalty. He's not, he's not played the ball. Werner sold him one there. Like, Werner absolutely sold him and he's gone in and he's tripped him up. And for VAR to look at that, for VAR to look at that and not give that a penalty... What the fuck are we doing? What is going on? What what is happening? And I like I don't want this to be another like VAR ranks. It's getting boring. That's kind of what so much of football discussion is. But at the same time, what is going on? What is the point of it? If that that is a when has tripping a player up in the box, not getting the ball, ever not been a penalty? And I would go as far as to say. What happened to Werner was the exact, it was almost a carbon copy, Bentancur's foul on Eze that resulted in the free kick that he went on to score and Bentancur getting a yellow card. There was no difference in the type of challenge. It was a sort of a rash decision from the defending party, trying to get the ball, trying to poke it out, missing it, mistiming it and taking the player down. And that is a foul. Commentators try to kind of do these, like, try to do all these somersaults around it. No, actually, I think, I think Werner has, you know, he's moved his foot into that. Fuck off, man. Come on. He sold him. That's what, you know, that's what Werner can do well, right? He's, he's great at dribbling. He's so quick. He, he does frighten opposition players. His close control is, is actually very, very nice, I think. And he just, he sold him and he got brought down. It didn't, it doesn't even need to be that deep. Like I'm getting all aerated about it because it's frustrating because it was such an obvious and straightforward penalty. It was a penalty. It's not even a like, mm, uh, mm, uh, I, I feel kind of, you know, we all have big opinions that sometimes in the back of our heads, we've got that nagging little, yeah, I might be mugging myself off here type thing. With this, I'm like, it's a penalty. It was a penalty. Um, annoying, but. I've got to say, as well, talking about that, and I think I can talk about this. I could be more effusive in my praise now because we won. What a free kick from Eze. What a free kick. What a goal. And what a player he is. It's such a shame. It's such a shame that he is going to be yet another player that will just go to the Man City stockpile. Um, whether they keep Jack Grealish or not when they bring in Eze, maybe not. I'm having Jack Grealish in a heartbeat at Spurs. I really am. Um, if we can get the right... We, me and Phil were talking about this yesterday on the pod. You get the right sort of deal for him. Um, 50, 60 mil, Jack Grealish. All day long. All day long. Because um, he's he's such a Tottenham player. He is such a Tottenham player, that lad. Um, and I just love him. I think I think he's a great, great kid. Um, great player. I, I think he'd bring a lot to us. Bit of star... 
bit of star factor. But Eze, um, Spurs Simpsons has said here, good audition by Eze. Not for us, mate, I don't think, unfortunately. Not for us. Um, I don't know how much, I don't know what his contract's like. don't know how much Palace would want for him. If he's got more than two years on his contract, I would imagine Eze is around the 80 to 100 mil mark, right? It's kind of it's what football's like now, isn't it? Um, especially if somebody like Manchester City are, are in for him. That's what feels like in a reasonable amount of money, given what the market's like, especially in England now. Um, so yeah, Michael Elise, another, another, another lovely player. I'd, I'd have him at Spurs in a heartbeat. Heavily linked to Liverpool, though. I see Liverpool and United as well. I think United maybe want to. Ratcliffe and that maybe want to make him one of their big new statement signings as if as if Manchester United have learned nothing from the past few years going going after statement signings but who cares um about them just gems first half was dire yep agree hacker blcps says first 40 minutes was a warm-up half-time nap um give it a go till 70 then go all out well yeah I mean that's a pretty accurate kind of description of what happened in it but it is frustrating it is frustrating um i mean is it though we've won we've won 3-1 as well i'm feeling really quite good about that feeling really sort of quite happy i was going from when they scored um and i'm usually pretty optimistic i'm usually pretty kind of One of those that will fall back in the knowledge, I think Spurs can always get back into a game. But today I was just like, it's just not our day. Something's sort of not clicking with us. It's not really happening. Um, and Johnson did change again. I'll tell you what as well. When he when Johnson, when he did come on and he missed that sitter straight away, I was sending all sorts to people on WhatsApp. I know I say on the pod, be patient with him and all this, but there's only there's only so much. There's only so much. He just hasn't got it, has he? He just hasn't got it. All that shit, you say, in the heat of the moment. And then uh, Connor, who I've had on the pod several times now, friend of the show, reveled, delighted even, like the shitbag that he is, in um, quote messaging me back all my Brennan Johnson slander. Um, Stephen King said... uh, Johnson showing his value to the team. He's a great impact sub. Real injection of pace and thrust. Needed that win. Coys. And happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yep, it was my uh, birthday on Wednesday. My last throes of youth now. My last year of my 30s. But apparently, when you're 39, that's when like you do something big. So, uh, you know, watch this space. <laughs> Uh, Drew Spencer says it's weird that early in the season we were coming out of the blocks like crazy men for 20 minutes then drifting a bit not really seen that for a while pressure getting to them a bit now maybe it's 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 the million dollar question isn't it Drew um who knows mate who knows it I mean it's probably naive of us as fans I'm not even gonna dig at you I'm just do you know what I mean I'm just saying it's probably naive of us as fans to expect the team to not have any kind of peaks and troughs and stuff throughout the season that we could have ourselves been in our own new manager bounce, if you like, new player bounce as well on top of that. Somebody like Madison and the like, people like Madison, who was 
absolutely flying. Basuma as well, I was talking about at the top, absolutely flying. All kind of given that new lease of life. Um, and now that things are a bit more, you know, it's kind of like becoming like, you know, you are over half a season in now. This is the job now. Um, it's not all fun. This is when players have to dig deep and this is when really it's it's one for the football cliches this but this is when you learn stuff about players and this is when you learn about who's good for the team and who isn't um but then do you know what mate like sometimes I sort of think maybe we look into I mean I say this as somebody who talks for what 40 minutes to an hour after most Spurs games so I fully fully appreciate the uh the irony in this but maybe sometimes we just look into this stuff too much maybe we look into our own team too much in so much as there are plenty of times when I watch Arsenal hope like hate watching them hoping they'll lose or Liverpool or City when they're not in competition with Arsenal trying to stop Arsenal from winning something that I watch them and I think they've not played at all well today and yet those bastards, they still... Liverpool especially. Liverpool are one of those teams. Um, Liverpool, they don't get me wrong, they are playing some pretty solid football this year. But they're not spectacular. At least they don't look spectacular. <coughs> Beg your pardon. Compared to how they have done in the past. And yet they keep getting results. And yet sometimes I think there's a habit with us... As Spurs fans, many of us, I'm sure there's plenty of people that will say, not me, you melt, I don't do that. But I do think there's a habit amongst us, there's a propensity amongst Spurs fans to say, well, yeah, we won, but mm, what's the problem with that? What what could we have done better there? Because we are hypercritical because we're so used to seeing our team kind of not getting it over the line. We're so used to seeing ourselves stumble and hence we want to... Almost like identi- almost like we're kind of the immune system of the club. We're looking for all the little faults, all the little things that are going wrong and how we can fix that ahead of time, ahead of when there's a, a crunch period. And I think we're also just very sensitive to the, to the idea of the wheels coming off because we sort of cling on to, when we're having good times, when we're having good moments with the football, we cling on to it. And we get quite scared that it's going to, it's going to go away. It's going to slip through our fingers. So we're quick to sort of jump on things that we see that are going wrong. And I do this myself. Like I do this myself constantly. You know this. Any of you know this who who watch this um, on the reg. Like it's, I don't know. Because there's probably a lot of Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans who have seen an afternoon like today who have, you know, I don't know if they'll bother streaming it because it's not one of the main games on Sky or anything like that, but when they're just keeping up to date with it on whatever, they'll be seeing, oh, Spurs 1-0 down until, what, like the 75th, 76th minute? I'm not sure when we scored our first, around that sort of period, wasn't it? And they'll be thinking, oh, maybe they'll lose this afternoon. And then we come back and win 3-1, and they'll just be thinking, bastards. That's what Spurs, Spurs are kind of, I hate to say it, but Spurs have kind of got that grit in them where they don't play well and they get it across the line. And maybe maybe we just need to kind of get used to that. Because I think sometimes as well, when I'm, I'm just sort of thinking about this out loud when I'm sort of trying to explore it. Because for me, like, especially like 39 years old, as I'm saying, so growing up 
90s, noughties. I associate really Spurs wins with Spurs having played really well. And it's almost like this a sort of cognitive dissonance to being happy when Spurs don't play well but still win. There's something that does I don't know, it almost just doesn't quite make sense. It's like that, you know, the sort of the the viral the video of the the woman who's watching like the, the, the guy dropping all the different shapes through all the different shape holes, but he just keeps dropping <laughs> he keeps dropping everything through the square and it's making her just like uncomfortable and she can't stand watching it. There's something that there's kind of something like that with Spurs where it, like my brain just doesn't compute it at times when we win and we haven't played particularly well. Because like I say, Spurs Spurs wins were few and far between, you know? We would win say sixty percent of games at home maybe. Pretty much lose every single away game. And that would be kind of what Spurs were like for ages and ages and ages until Martin Yole came along. And so now that we are a team that's actually good, right? And we don't always have to play amazingly well in order to win. It just feels a bit weird. It feels discordant. And I don't know. I've sort of gone on about that for a while. But it's, it's a funny one. It's a, it's a, I, there's almost like a sort of sense of like relearning. I don't know. Unlearning and relearning how to follow your team. And it, it sounds sort of, it sounds like mad. Like you're sort of looking into it on too mad deeper level. But I do, I kind of think there's something in that really. Um, Tony Stark says if Werner could finish he'd be one of the best five players in the world do you not mate like maybe you're saying that in a slightly hyperbolic fashion or not but I do think he'd be like a cheat code I really do like because I think he's got so much ability I really do think he's got so much ability and it does seem to just be that doesn't it it's just the kind of finishing that just just brings it down a bit um, the Mosh Zone is saying Summer Elise to City as a to us. I don't think either of them are going to come to us, mate. I'd love, like, I'd love to have Eze. I'd love to have Elise. I'd love to have both of them, to be honest. I'd love to have either one of them. Um, but I don't. I just. I don't think either of them. I don't think either of them are coming to Spurs. Cameron Millage. Always going to be difficult to break down a low block if you aren't a pep team. Great resiliency from the boys. Yeah, you know, I, d- I do think there's something in that. Um, I do think we are somewhat predictable, but, you know, there we go. Sun33 says, better without Richarlison, question mark. No, I don't think there is a noticeable difference either way, if I'm brutally honest, mate. So, you know, I don't, like, you know, you know, I, I would be one of the first to jump on any kind of like uptick I noticed him for. I don't hate, no, that's, it makes that like I hate, I don't hate Richarlison. I do like him. I do think he probably needs upgrading still. I know he's been in good form and everything like that. But when I say like, I do think I'm talking about if Spurs want to win the league, that's the step we want to take. We want to win the league. We want to challenge or win the Premier, uh, the Champions League. Then I'm, I'm not sure Richarlison's the guy to do that. Like the guy to be leading the line for us to do that. But, you know, he's 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 good enough player, nice guy, all that type of thing. Um, uh, Julian Big says, "Watch a Jack forgot you were on. Feels like ages. Thank heavens for that." 
Thank you, mate. Thank you, Julian. Um, yeah, I sort of, there was a little bit of me actually when I was watching the game afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, got to do the pod, haven't I? Better, uh, better get ready for that. Better put on something that's not just my pants. Do you know what I mean? I don't think anyone wants to see me just sitting about like that, not even my wife. So, um, yeah, it feels, I don't know. I feel a little bit, I'm, I, I, I get it. I know I'm often sort of pretty waffly, rambly, verbose at times. It feels, it always feels after I've had a bit of a break for a week or so, it always feels more so. It always feels like I, I, I kind of, because I, I, I know it's like in like nail, uh, a sort of a general running or a general arc of one of these post-match pods. And sometimes when there's been a bit of time off, I start to go a bit like, wow, where should I take this now? I'm, I'm jumping to, I'm, I'm focusing on one player too much. I'm, what am I going to talk about in the second half? You know, I even forgot to bring up the penalty until I had, you know, you come and tell me, remind me of that. So, you know, that that was a big old talking point, that one. Um, Spurs are cheeky. Spurs Simpson says, guys, like the video, subscribe as well. Jack needs a haircut. I do. I actually do, don't I? It's getting, it's getting to that point. You know, like, I always used to have, basically, I always used to have a fade. I used to have a fade, short hair on the top, and I had that for... I don't know, 15 years or so, really. Um, probably, you know, give or take. And then when the pandemic came along, when lockdown came along and barbers were there, my hair sort of grew out a bit. And I sort of thought, oh, you know what? I'm in my, I'm in my mid-30s now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my hair up a bit. And I started growing it out a bit longer. Um, and it's sort of stuck with me now. I quite like it, really. Um, but it hasn't always been this way. But yeah, it is getting a bit, it's getting a bit floppy now, isn't it? It's getting a bit sort of, um, a bit foppish, a bit, a bit, 90s Hugh Grantish. Um, that's not me trying to sort of pay myself a compliment there or anything. By the way, it's supposed to be supposed to be something of an insult. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks, Spurs Simpsons for for pointing that out, mate. Cheers. Um, can I please turn the white? Ro- so that's Miffy, and I can't. I'm afraid. I would like to, but you see the. Right, hang on. If you are watching this, not listening, I know this won't make for good content. So behind me, if you are listening. Miffy, Dick Bruner is the creator of Miffy, like this little cartoon rabbit. Charlotte's half Dutch. It's a Dutch thing. She likes the lamp. Um, it's it's not plugged in at the moment. We're sort of sorting the room out, hence the hence the mess. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is nice. It is actually a nice. It's it's got a little dimmer switch on it. And people don't need to know about this, do they? Um, Cliff says a well organized low block will always be the frustrating one to play against, even for the best sides in the world. Yes, we could do better, but it's not like we need to toss Ange in the bin. No, 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 we don't. And I'm, I don't. I hope it's. Uh, I hope it isn't coming across like I am saying that we need to toss Ange in the bin. Um, I was. Do you know what? I, I tell you one thing that's thrown me a bit is I was getting ready to like bitch about his substitutions. I was going to say, you know what? It's funny. There's odd parallels between him and Martin Yole. I really like them both. They're both kind of bringing good football back to Tottenham, but both of their subs are trash. And like, it's one of these things, right, where I instinctively still feel that Ange's subs aren't particularly great. However, his subs keep on proving me wrong. Done against Brighton. He's he's done it again. He's done it again today, that Ange. Um, Turning the game. Brennan Johnson. Um... But, you know, end of the day, 3-1, jobs are good and come on you Spurs. Spurs are on their way to top four, hopefully. 
not on their way to Wembley. Yeah, I've, I've been gutted. I've been gutted watching all the watching all of the um, FA Cup and stuff kicking off. Like it's, I wish we were still in it. Why do we get City? Why do we get fucking City? Oh, Brentford two, Chelsea two, Everton one, West Ham three, Fulham three nil over Brighton. Fulham having a mad end to the season. Newcastle three, Wolves nil, Forest nil, Liverpool one. Luton nil, Villa nil. Go on, Luton. Go on, Luton. Um, Tommy Robinson's team, aren't they, Luton? Um, <laughs> just saying. No. no further comment than that. No further comment than that, Your Honour. Um, where are we in the league now? Fifty. So we're three points, three points off Villa with a game in hand. They've got a better goal difference than us as well. Bastards. It's annoying. I still, I still, I still back us for top four. I still back us for top four, um, even if we do have that repulsive run of fixtures coming up. Right, repulsive run of fixtures. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, right, let's let's do the players. Let's do the players. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, Giuliano Vicario wasn't really didn't really have much to do could he have done better with a free kick I don't think so as a hit a blinding shot went right into the kind of corner I think it, I think it was I think it was a good free kick more than you know something that Vicario could have prevented and then other than that didn't really have an awful lot to do did he um great keeper good bloke won that award didn't he during the week so up the Vicario. Emerson Royale. Now, I think we're going to need to get a bit harsher here. Because I appreciate the lad. And I've said, I've sort of, I've stuck up for him quite a lot. At the first half of the season. Um, he tries hard. He's a trier. Right? He, I do think he gives it his all every time he plays for us. He's just not very good, is he? Like, he really isn't very good. And I know this system isn't best suited to him. So I am talking about it all within the context of that because I know people are always going to be quick to be like, well, the system system doesn't suit him. and Fine, but it doesn't take away from the fact that 
he's just not really doing that great a job for Spurs, is he? And just not. We need, 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 need viable, viable backups or viable alternatives to Pedro Porro and Destiny Adoggi this summer. I mean, Cess, bless him, is, you know, whatever. And Royale, could we get any money for Royale? Probably not. Royale's probably one of those players that we loan out to who Atletico Madrid or something. And maybe there's a 12 million euro sell-on fee that they can activate after a season that they don't activate. And basically what we've had with Ndombele for the past however long, you know, kind of being loaned out with a view to buy and nobody wanting to buy him. I can kind of see that maybe being the case of Emerson Royale, but we need to, we need someone else in there. We just do. Um, whether there's someone in the academy, I don't know. That might be nice, mightn't it? Have someone to 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 roll over for Pedro Porro, but maybe we need somebody with a bit more experience than that. Maybe we need somebody who's a bit more Premier League ready than an academy player. But sooner or later, we're going to have to start giving the academy players opportunities, don't we? I don't know. Christian Romero, lovely goal today, kissed the badge, well up for it. I was a little disappointed with him. Goal aside, I I didn't I didn't think I didn't think Christian Romero was that good. Um I seem to recall him being kind of at fault for the first goal, for Palace's goal. Um and just I get this probably Andrew's instructions, but often being so far up the pitch that he's caught out of caught out of position, um, and just not really being that. I just kind of get the feeling that sometimes he's not as alert to the danger as he maybe should be, and he does make fantastic last ditch tackles. So I have to give him that, but maybe he makes so many of those because he doesn't read the game as well as he should do. I don't know. I don't know. It feels a bit harsh because I know Kuzi Romero is a big fan favourite. I know he's one of the vice captains. I just... You know when we we talk about intrusive thoughts, right? We talk about intrusive thoughts. There's one with me with Romero where I'm like... If we got offered a decent amount of money for him, I might take it and roll the dice on like another new big centre-back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think... The thing is, let me caveat this. I don't think that's urgent. Um, I'm not saying that's something we need to make a point of doing this summer or something. I'm just saying, if it just so happened that somebody wanted to buy him, I don't know. I might roll the dice. I don't know. Um, Paul Cole says, harsh on Emerson to compare him to Ndombele. I I didn't compare him to Ndombele, Paul. Um, I was saying the way in which... You know, nobody wants to buy Ndombele. They keep loaning him and then with a view to buying him and then they don't. I was saying I can see maybe a similar thing happen with Emerson purely because I can't see another Premier League club buying Emerson. I don't know why. Just an arbitrary statement on my part, but still there we are. And I think anyone from abroad won't, isn't going to pay us. Anyway, Chloe, what did we spend on him? 30 odd mil? Nobody's going to pay us close to that. They might offer us like 12 odd mil and still probably not pay it because... Lots of European clubs just aren't buying players anymore. That's the only comparison that I've made. I haven't compared him to Ndombele as a player. 
So I'm just just gonna you know have you up on that. Um, just Gem says I won't have Romero slander. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Hacker says our backline are matadors who get gored by the bull constantly. I mean, is that is that in reference to Romero? Are you saying that Romero gores his uh, his his teammates, the bull of the pampas, Christian Romero? I don't know. It feels like it feels like I've kind of gone down a bit of a route. I've started saying stuff, and I've, my mouth started flapping, and noises have started coming out, and I've started saying a bit more than I really wanted to about Christian Romero off the back of this. Who? Had an all right game. I don't. I don't think he was particularly great today, but I think he was all right. And uh, now I'm talking about selling him and all that type of stuff. And let's just let's put that back in a little box for now and like just forget about it, right? Mickey Van Der Ven, um, great. Some great last ditch tackles. He's probably going to be out for weeks now, isn't he? I, d- I don't really think he was fully at it after you know he went down in the first half, was injured. Sorry. having a slurp of coffee there that's for you Richie who said that I uh, drink like a creature when uh, I do this pod so especially for you that la um Mickey van der Ven yeah went down injured didn't he in that first half and just he was just sort of moving a bit gingerly I think for the rest of the game did his shoulder as well didn't he in the second half and uh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's missing for a few games now, a couple of weeks or something, which would be annoying. Um, I mean, we got what have we got? One more game and then another international break or something. I think I can't remember. Destiny a doggy. Defensively, maybe a little exposed at times today. Um, once or twice, he got skinned, didn't he? At one point in the first half and gave away like a silly free kick. Um, but going forwards, those bursts of energy that he he gives to us, the way in which he kind of looks to start the attacks, looks to kind of bring like Madison to the fore. He's sensational, isn't he? He's sensational. And again, for a player that's as young as he is, to just be quite as good as he is, to quite at the level that he is, is pretty sensational. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think he is hitting quite the levels that he was at the start of the season because I don't think that he is. But I don't think any of them are right now. Um, so, you know, he's within context of the, the rest of the squad, to be honest. But he's still an, you know, a magnificent player, a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Um, and he's only going to go from strength to strength. He's, you know, he's... He's on a mad trajectory. Eve Basuma. Um, I was talking about him in the first half a bit. So I won't I won't sort of dwell on it for too much longer. Needs to give his head a bit of a wobble. Not quite the Eve Basuma that I was loving at the start of the season. Um I think he shies away from getting involved a bit, which is a shame to see. And I want to see more from him. I want to see a lot more from him. I want to see him carrying the ball. I want to see that same press-resistant player, like unbelievable press resistance that we saw at the start of the season who was holding on to possession in in the midfield, who was starting attacks from deep again, as I say, that Saar does as well, who was linking up with Saar brilliantly, who was linking up with Madison beautifully. 
I want that player back again. I don't kind of want this player that's within his shell at the moment, that's kind of playing within himself. It's weird and I don't like it. So, you know, go away and let the other Eve Basuma come back. James Madison. Um, look, there's flash. the thing is with Madison at the moment, right, there's flashes in pretty much every game that he plays where you're like, there he is. There's Madders. Great. Oh no, where's he going again? He's just I don't think he's I don't think he's fully fit at all. Um and that's just what I'm gonna put it down to. I don't I don't think there needs to be any more deeper exposition on that. James Madison's a fantastic player. He's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Um he's got that big big personality that we need. He's driven, he's a winner. He's just not that good at the moment, I don't think. But like I say, even with him not being that good, there's still flashes of his brilliance every time he's on a football pitch. So I think it will come once he's back up to speed. It was a big layoff for him. You know, he's not he's not had an injury layoff that long in his entire career. Welcome to Tottenham Hotspur. And then, of course, he fucking does. But that's life, isn't it? That's what all the people say. Um, Timo Werner... Spoke about him quite a bit in the first half as well. <sighs> like him. I like him. Just, you know. <sighs> Just get that confidence back. Hopefully the goal, hopefully the goal will have allowed him. Because you know what I was thinking? Even when that ball was like put on a plate for him, I was thinking he's going to sky it, isn't he? He's going to kick it over the... He's going to kick it way over the goal and it's just going to be even more miserable for him. But the fact he got it, his first goal in a Spurs shirt, was looking pretty pumped about it as well. Hopefully that's just off his back a bit now. Hopefully that's just off his back a bit. And, you know, we can start to see him kind of, you know, contributing with a few more goals. Because... I think he has got such a kind of a unique ability within this squad. Um, he's the closest thing we have to a Bale or a Salah or something like that. Please, please don't take that completely out of context either. Pretty sure you know exactly what I'm saying. He's just in respect to he's a ball carrier that can terrify the opposition. He can run at them, has great close control, has those kind of thunderous, you know, penetrating runs that he can do in the opposition half. He has all those kind of abilities. Wonderful touch, lovely technique, um, good vision. But his finishing is just way, way off. However, if he can somehow unlock that again, if he can unlock that, then we have a, a lovely, lovely player on our hands. And, you know, hopefully that's the start of things to come back today. Um, Dejan Kulisevsky, uh Bit of a funny one, isn't it? Bit of a funny one. Because um, I don't... It's sort of like what I, the, the way... It kind of characterises a lot of Dejan Kulisevsky's kind of performances at the moment, whereby I want to say that I don't really think he did anything wrong, but I don't really think he did that much at all. Um, I think he works hard. He's always putting in a shift, isn't he? Sort of going up and down the pitch. But... I couldn't I couldn't sit here in good faith and say that I thought that Dejan Kulisevsky had an unbelievable game or anything, you know? Um 
And I'm not sure. I, I don't really know what's going on with that one. Again, if he's just... Like I said, I think he shouldered a lot of the responsibility when there were all those injuries. And I think he worked himself into the ground a bit. And maybe he's just knackered. Maybe it's not any deeper than that. So let's leave that one there. Rodrigo Bentancur, decent but not fit. Again, not fully fit. And I don't know why he's starting ahead of Saar. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Son Hyun Min, pretty quiet afternoon until it wasn't. And he scored a lovely goal. He breaks through, he's one-on-one with the keeper, and you're back in Son every time, right? You're back in Sonny every time. Unlike Timo Werner, when he broke through in a similar sort of fashion, you're not kind of backing him every time, are you? But Sonny, you are, and Sonny did what Sonny does. Um, it's lovely. I think he's got a good record against Palace as well. I think he often... He, they're another one of those clubs that he sort of haunts, so that's good. Um I mean, a few subs made. None of them really made any sort of discernible impact on the on the team other than Brennan Johnson, who came on around the 60th minute and missed that sitter at the very top, um, but then obviously went on and made the goal that you know, was our equaliser with some lovely, lovely play. And I think that's that's kind of what we want from Johnson at the moment, right? Because Ange keeps talking, Ange keeps talking about in all of his pre-match press conferences all of the time um, that he wants to find out who can play the way he wants us to play. Um, and he even, I think he said it at the start of this press conference, this one ahead of Crystal Palace, that they have a view to the end of the season. He, in, in no, like not in such terms, but he basically called the rest of the season a bit of a free hit in so much as he wants to see what players are where, on their trajectory that's going to be able to help Spurs next season with a view to us doing something next season. I think right now, Brennan Johnson is doing what we were hoping he would be doing when we signed him, which is coming on in the second half and providing an outlet for us, providing some new energy, some fresh legs, a new dimension to the team, something for the opposition team to worry about, right? And we've all sort of gotten a bit, not all of us, but you know what I'm saying, I'm just saying as a whatever collective. A lot of the discourse has been around Brennan Johnson being a bit of a disappointment like, about him, you know, not being exactly what we expected he'd be. And some of that is way OTT criticism that comes from just the frustration and whatever, the, the sort of casual way, the lax way people talk on social media about footballers and football and all that type of thing. Um, but I do think part of that is quite valid. I do think at times Brennan Johnson has looked like he's sort of shrunk a bit playing within himself. His confidence has gone a bit. And I just think right now, him coming off the bench, 60th, 70th minute is perfect. That's what I want to see from him because he does, he's done it against Brighton. He's done it again today. He's done it again today. Um, He's added some new impetus into in, into the team and it's good i like to see that and then in time hopefully once he's more settled once he's got more confidence once he's more sure of himself and the football we play and everything like that then maybe he will be the guy that just starts games and you know whatever for us but right now i think what he's doing is good and i'm happy to see him assuming this role as a super sub of sorts um but 
he really did miss a sitter today as well. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He missed a sitter. He's got to iron that shit out. He has to. Sorry. He has to. Um, so, yeah. Tottenham 3, Crystal Palace 1. Another miserable afternoon for the Eagles, which is good. Fuck them. Um, I think there was enough there to suggest that Palace are going to be a pretty decent side. I think they will... You know, there'll be a there'll be a tricky kind of outfit for a lot of teams. But you can't you can't come to Tottenham Hotspur and think like you can kind of, you know, do whatever you like. You can't rule the gaff at Tottenham Hotspur. I know Wolves would argue, would like beg to differ, but you can't do it. They took off Eze. You know, they took off their best player. They took off the player that was managing to retain possession for them in the midfield to to create op- opportunities for them constantly. They took him off the second he scored. Maybe he's not fully fit. I don't think he is fully fit, is he? So, understandable. But Spurs, we do have enough quality to make teams pay for that type of thing. Um, make teams pay for taking off their best players. And too bloody right. But, uh, oh, fuck, Villa are winning. Um, so, whatever. Spurs have won. 3-1. Up the Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you, everybody. If you are watching this on YouTube right now, just hit hit the like button. That little thumbs up, right? Subscribe, all that type of thing. If you are listening to the audio version of this pod, please do leave a rating, leave a review. Apple, there's a, oh, I, I won't go into this, it's annoying, but if you're on Spotify, like the pod, if you're listening on Apple, just sort of rate, review the pod, all that type of thing. Um, do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash rtrpod, where do this type of thing before the game, like pre-match one of these. Um, speak to Phil on the Thursdays, where we do a little sort of 20, 30 minute bulletin of all the week new the week's news um and speech jack gallagher as well about spurs and all that type of thing gonna do a few other things i've I've had one idea for another little patreon show but I, I need to iron it out a bit more but it'll be it will sort of revolve around talking to any anyone and anybody who has an interesting story that revolves around spurs maybe something that happened on a match day Maybe there's something that happened on the way to a game. Maybe somebody in the office saw you've got a Tottenham mug and some sort of story happened out the back of that. I don't know. Any sort of interesting stories that anybody has that involve Tottenham Hotspur in some sort of capacity. And it has to be actually genuinely interesting, right? If you do have any of that, send me an email to trunk at gmail.com. And then maybe we we can sort of, you know, see, see what sort of feedback I get from that and... If you do have something, we can talk. We can do a little pod on it and, you know, see what you think. Um, But yeah, so try and do that. But yeah, all of those things. Another three points in the bag for Tottenham Hotspur. Onwards and upwards to the Champions League. Let's have it. Come on, you Spurs. Much love. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.